on, guys? Your host, the most, George McKay. I am in the building. I am pre-recorded, sitting down on another Skype interview with a great indie talent, Mr. Pretty Ricky Wildy. How are you, sir? Doing quite well, just for the record. It's Pretty Ricky Wildy. Do Wildy. have to insist it's correct. Uh, I... You did not list the plethora of championships that I held, but I. Uh, it's a very long list, so I understand that. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. I apologize. I'm sorry about that. I'm I'm a little nervous. I'm talking to a big star like you. This is exciting for me. I understand. I'd be nervous too. These things happen. So, Ricky, uh, I just want to go right from the beginning. Everybody has that kind of defining moment where they fell in love with the sport that we're going to be talking about today. Can you tell me your your moment where you fell in love with wrestling? Uh, I was, I want to say, four or five years old. They were running breakdown in the Hamilton Cops Coliseum. And I was on my way back to my seat when the lights went out for The Undertaker, and I was never so scared in my life. So it just kind of triggered something, and I've held that with me for a long time. Uh, you mentioned The Undertaker. Was he one of your influences or any other influences that stick out to you in your your early days? I'm going to say The Undertaker and Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan. What drew you to? Because they're polar opposites. I mean, one is kind of a, you know, Mr. Out There, Mr. Personality, and one is very dark, very somber character. What kind of drew you to those two characters? They're just, uh, they're so larger than life. It's still realistic to some degree that they're human beings, but they're so, so large. Um, the kind of thing that you just don't get from talking to most people. Yeah, it's true. They they command a stadium. They can command a crowd in almost any turn. And much like yourself, I've actually had the pleasure of seeing you wrestle twice. Once was oh. May 12th at Power Slam. I saw you go one-on-one uh, -on -one with Lee Costa. It's an absolutely okay. fantastic match. And I also saw you just actually quite recently on Friday at uh, Crossbody. I saw you go one-on-one -on -one with uh, Gabriel Flores. Flores, I want to say. Fuerza. Fuerza. Yes. Gabriel Fuerza. And that was that was a barn burner, man. I mean, you guys told a great story. Both times you told you, a great story. And I, I love everything about the character, man. I love the, the shtick. I love the coming out to the Karate Kid song. That's just incredible. Uh, everything. So where did, like, where did, when did you start training? And who did you start training with? So I've been doing amateur wrestling for a long time. I was actually doing that in university. Uh, when I graduated, I ended up at the uh, Toronto Pro Super Show, something like that. And I won a scholarship to Battle Arts with Santino Morella. So I ended up training there for, I want to say, two, three years. Uh, and then kind of made my way out onto the indie scene. Now I'm training more with uh, Crossbody. Um, got a good relationship with them. Uh, I'm just kind of trying to pick up any kind of training I can wherever I am. In terms of character development, like, I mean, when you start training, you start working on the process, you start figuring out who you are, who you want to be, who you want to represent in the ring. Where did the character kind of evolve to? Uh, so it's always kind of been there. Um, I don't know. I was more just, you know, following direction when I started off. I've told what people like and what they want to see. So I would do that, but it never really clicked for me. Uh, eventually I started going on tours up into the middle of nowhere, Canada. And I had just free reign to do whatever I wanted. So it just, you know, me being me kind of started coming out. And then when people saw that, I started getting encouragement. So I was told to just keep doing what I'm doing. Um, so it gives me a lot of free range just to play around and, uh, yeah, kind of find myself. And I guess a lot of the wrestlers, much like, I mean, when you're when you're in the ring, you're working with a dance partner. The trust factor is a huge thing. You want to make sure you're both safe, you're both comfortable. Is there any wrestlers that have kind of been a little timid towards your character, kind of how they perform? I mean, I'm kind of getting to the smooching. Uh, yeah, a lot of people, uh, a lot of people fairly uncomfortable with me. Uh, I think that goes to the audience as well. Uh, you know, to be fair, I don't trust anybody in professional wrestling. Uh, if someone's going to get into independent professional wrestling, they're going to have something a little up with their head. So uh, they're they're not to be trusted generally. So I uh, I try to stay wary of those people, and uh, understandably, they're a little wary of me. Is there um is there a match that you've had in your career thus far that really sticks out to you that was was kind of like the pinnacle of your career thus far? 
and the story that you told and who you were in the ring with that kind of sticks out is that's one of my my strongest performances to date uh so i did a match with colt cabana and just on name value alone that was uh that was one of the bigger better matches that i've had really kind of pushed me to uh to a new level uh holden albright hate to admit it but i have to give it to him um we've had it a couple of times in the ring now where yeah uh it goes to another level and it's something that uh it's very deep water so learning how to swim out there and then this is going to sound ridiculous but i had one match where i was dressed like a giant chicken and i was wrestling a guy who was dressed up like peter griffin and by the end of the match one of the uh bushwhackers was in the ring and he hit me for the finish it was about as ridiculous as anything i've ever been a part of but uh, it all came together, and it was a it was a heck of a show and a spectacle. So that was a big moment for me. It sounds like it was entertaining as all hell could be. That sounds like a match I wish I could have seen. Yes, I uh, I don't think anyone even filmed that. I think that's just one gone to the ages. But it was a uh, it was a heck of a time. Well, at least at least you were there to to live it, and you could tell me about that. So I appreciate it. In terms yes. of one thing, I always like to discuss with indie wrestlers because here on Straight Talk, as much as we're highlighting you know great talent and everybody that's coming up. We're also learning ourselves, and I'd love to sit down and have conversations with wrestlers and pick their brains about kind of the industry as it stands now. In terms of the kind of great things that we're seeing, like WWE has opened up so many different markets and doors that's made things easier. Impact is improving, getting stronger every day. You've got AEW kind of waiting in the wings. We're going to see what they do. And then, of course, you have ROH with the talent and New Japan with the talent that they're bringing. In terms of all those promotions... Who out there do you think is a promotion that if you ever got a phone call from that you might like to go to? And what would your reasons why that you'd like to go to that particular promotion? I mean, uh, at this point, I'm pretty well open to working with anyone and everyone. I'm very happy to get myself out there. I have a lot of idols in terms of, uh, you know, the, the classic names that you hear all the time of Chris Jericho's, Rey Mysterio's. And the, the thing about all those guys is that they spent so much time traveling around the world, really honing their craft in so many different areas and aspects. Um, so anywhere that allows me to travel and get as many varieties as possible to really uh, zone in on being the best possible professional wrestler is really the game that I'm playing here. Um, ultimately, the goal is to main event WrestleMania. You know, that that's the idea. That's where it's heading. That's what it's going towards. Uh, but there's a lot of steps in steps along the way to get there. I think impact is a realistic possibility uh, within the next little bit to potentially show on my face there. Uh, it's a Canadian thing now more so than ever before. So there's really a lot of bridges there. Uh, AEW is so new that they're looking for a flavor. They're looking for something that they've never had before. Uh, and hopefully pretty Ricky Willie might be able to fill that kind of spot, but uh, it's all very hypothetical and theoretical at this point. So we're waiting to see what we can muster up in the next couple of years. That sounds fantastic. It sounds like you're kind of on the right path, but also you, you've mentioned and you've touched on one thing I actually do want to bring up is that we had Holden Holden on the show a couple months back and his interview was great. And he kind of mentioned something that I've, I've told him flat out I was going to steal and I've stole it numerous times. It's called level up moments. It's those mm. moments where you kind of reach that glass ceiling in your career and then you find that way to punch through and go to the next level. Have mm. you had, I mean, I'm sure you have, because like I said, I, I can't give you enough credit on how great your character is. My daughter Thank was you. with me at Power Slam, and she thought you were absolutely hilarious. She thought you were fantastic. She thought everything about your character was the coolest thing ever. And I, I'm sorry to say that we didn't get a chance to take a picture with you, or else we would have. We were just so crazy no. busy with everything that was going on at the event. But next time I see you, we definitely got to get a picture together. But in absolutely. terms of, in terms of like those level up moments, have you had one where that could stick out to your mind to say, okay, you know what, I was here, and then I found that that next year, that thing that took me to the next level. Absolutely, absolutely. I uh, I went on tours uh, with CWF through Northern Canada, and that was really, you know, kind of cutting my teeth, figuring things out. 
And then I got back and I did a show for Death Proof, a uh, great wrestling company, but they have uh, very few rules. So it's very much, you know, figure it out when you're out there. Um, and just be put in that kind of situation where it was very much sink or swim and how fast can you think on your feet. And I was able to pull it out. And I had a lot of people kind of turn their heads and uh, started looking at me differently. So that was one moment. And then about, a, you know, six months, a year later, whatever it was, I won uh, the Crossbody Blue Ribbon Championship. And in that moment, I had so many more opportunities kind of open up to me. I was on a lot more shows. I uh, really had to prove myself as opposed to just being an entertaining personality into having really hard-hitting wrestling matches and trying to hold my own stay above water, which I've done, obviously, successfully. I've still never lost a match. So doing quite well in that regards. But again, it's, uh, yeah, I would say the Death Proof show and then the Crossbody Blue Ribbon title are two level-up moments for myself. And in terms of, uh, let's touch on the Blue Ribbon title for a minute because I saw you successfully defend that just a couple of days ago. The Blue Ribbon title, I look at that title as kind of almost like an Intercontinental Championship, as in a mm -hmm. way as you're the next guy in line. So mm -hmm. you've just got to hold this title. And you've, you've held the Blue, Blue Ribbon title for quite a bit. How long is the reign right now? Uh, December 19th, I won it. Gone on uninterrupted since then. Uh, I've got numerous championships at this point. But yeah, that was the first one. Uh, in terms of length and duration. Uh, so trying to make that work. I, I can see the comparisons to Intercontinental Championship. I mean, perfectly honest, it's uh, it, it doesn't seem that way to me. You know, it's a matter of anybody's welcome to come and try it. I'm, I still haven't been defeated for it. You know, Holden Albright, he fought me for the championship. He didn't beat me for it. Now he's the heavyweight championship. So a lot of controversy and, you know, things up for scale right now. But uh, perfectly honest, I think it's the most important title going on in Ontario right now because of the fact that I'm the guy holding it. And I would welcome anyone to come and try to take it. In terms of welcoming anybody, like opening the door to anybody out there, is there one person in the indie scene right now that you haven't had a chance to face that you'd be willing to put your title up on the line against? Oh, there's so many good names that I still need to get to. Uh, Cody Diener is one that comes right to mind. He's an uh, incredibly talented, tremendous performer. Uh, would really like the opportunity to get in there and learn from him and probably teach him a thing or two, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And would that be a regular wrestling match or would it be like a stipulation? Would it be an Ironman match, a two out of three falls, hardcore match, falls count anywhere? I've still yet to do a cage match. So anywhere I can plug that in, I would love to get in there and try to see how that goes. Oh, I think um, I think that a cage match would be absolutely fantastic. Yeah, yeah. It seemed at about that time, you know, I've been around long enough. It needs to uh needs to escalate into a cage. It escalate into a cage. So what about I mean, you and Holden have kind of already mixed it up once. What if say he were to maybe Take a step down, let's take a step back and say, listen, you know what? I'm already holding the heavyweight title, but maybe I want to hold two titles. Would you be willing to go in a cage with Holden Albright? Oh, any day of the week, I would welcome the challenge. I would love to. Again, it's not a step back for him to become for the Blue Ribbon Championship. I've held it longer than he's held his belt. Mine is technically more important. Uh, glad to step into a cage. Perfectly honest, I want to do a boiler room brawl with Holden Albright. I think he's the only guy in the scene who's willing to do something like that. And I think we could uh, really take each other to a new level if we stepped into that environment. But cage would be just as good. Uh, you're 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 touching on uh, you're touching on a bromance point for me, man. I'm I'm a big Boiler Room Brawl was one of my all time favorite matches, and I absolutely I just think it was done it was done well, but just with with the the athleticism and the ability that's out there now, I mean the sky's the limit with what you could do. Yeah, it's uh, it's shocking to me that they don't do more of those. So I'm gonna have to be the guy to bring them back. Pretty excited about that. Yeah, Boiler Room. If if I saw that Boiler Room Brawl, I would pay any amount of money whatsoever just to see that. That would be fantastic. That would be an amazing Thanks. idea. In terms of next steps for you, we've talked about kind of cutting your teeth anywhere you can, working with anybody you can, just trying to get stronger. Is there something that's on the horizon currently that you're shooting after? Uh, I know that you made your, you, you were at the Destiny show, which was fantastic. 
Are we looking to seeing you more at the Destiny shows, maybe possibly going at Josh Alexander for the Destiny Heavyweight Championship? Absolutely. I haven't had the opportunity to go up against Josh Alexander. That's something that I'm very much looking forward to. That match will be happening very soon. I promise you that. Uh, I also made a debut for Barry Wrestling very recently. And I mean, Destiny, Barry Wrestling, these are some big companies around Ontario. So absolutely try not to just make it a debut and leave, trying to uh, keep my feet in those grounds for as long as possible, try to make some waves. And uh, I'm looking to hit Alpha One Smash Wrestling before the end of the year. Uh, that's really that's really where I'm looking for. But at the same time, you know, got to get out of Ontario, try to spread as far and as wide as possible. Just trying to create a buzz uh, as much as I can do, you know. Well, you are. And I mean, that's that was one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on the show. And I'm, I, again, I can't thank you enough for taking the time out to talk with me today. I know your schedule is is crazy busy with the grind of of the indie scene and traveling all over the place. But let's let's touch on your title reigns for a second. I mean, we already talked about the crossbody blue ribbon championship. What else are you yep. holding and how long are the, have the reigns been thus far? So I'm also holding the Junction City Wrestling Heavyweight Championship. I've held that for oh, feels like a month now. Couldn't really tell you the date. Uh, the same weekend, I also won the Penance Cup for SKM Promotions, uh, holding that as their championship. I'll defend that against anyone in there as well. Uh, it's trying to just branch out. This coming up weekend, I got NSW New School Wrestling. I'm going to be wrestling for their internet championship. CWO, I wrestled for their heavyweight championship. You know, got a lot of kerfuffle in the main event, but I'll be coming back for that belt as well. Uh, just trying to stack them up at this point, try to pile them up. And the last time I wrestled in Brantford, somebody gave me an action figure of myself. So I hold that like a championship as well. That's incredible, man. I can't wait to, where can I, are these action figures coming out soon? Can I get one as well? Oh, you're trying to tell me, I'm trying to get those things produced. You have no idea, but, uh, yeah, getting that presented to me as a, from a fan, that was incredible. That was probably the highlight of my career so far. In terms of, as you as we touched on earlier, about kind of sometimes some of the wrestlers being uncomfortable, even some of the audience, has there ever been a situation where a fan maybe has gone out too far? Because there are some fans who really take it to the next level and wholeheartedly believe in the good guy, bad guy thing. Has there ever been a fan that's kind of crossed the line with you in terms of things that might have been said or altercations that might have happened? Yeah. Uh, some of those tours, we are up in the middle of nowhere. We're like 24 hours away from the closest Walmart, you know? So these. Uh... These people see us coming in there and we're kind of punching bags for them at some point. So little kids trying to get smart and they're trying to, you know, hop over a rail. They're trying to throw fists, whatever. It got ugly a couple of times. We had one show where we had multiple people rushing into the ring. Got pretty violent pretty quickly. But, you know, we had to, uh, we had to do what we had to do to keep everyone safe. Show went on without a hitch. I won, obviously. Uh, things ended up all right. But they do get a little dicey up there, especially up north. Yeah, up north is not so much welcoming as... You know, the GTA and a lot of the other cities that have promotions. I know you're Absolutely. mixed in with, um, like you mentioned, Junction City. Uh, they're a fantastic promotion. I love the setup that they have there. Also, Hamilton, yep. Hamilton Pro Wrestling. And you touched yep. on going to Alpha One and Smash. In terms of Alpha One and Smash, because their rosters are so deep, so strong. Is there anybody that, right off the bat, if you if you get an opportunity to go there, who do you want to face? I mean, for Smash, my number one is uh, Mike Rollins. I've wrestled him before on a triple threat. But he's somebody who I uh, very much look up to, and I think we can do some tremendous, tremendous work inside of the ring. Plus, again, I would love to teach him a few things. Uh, for Alpha One, I mean, it sounds uh, sounds cliche, but it's Ethan Page. You know, he's the guy in Ontario, outside of maybe Josh Alexander, who's creating the most waves, who's doing the most things inside of Ontario. And it's, it's hard to grow up 40 minutes from that and not look at that as uh, an inspiration, as a path, a road to take. So if I can beat him along the way, why not add that to my cap? Absolutely. I mean, Ethan Page is an incredible talent, and Josh Alexander, the things they're doing in Impact, the tag team is great. The North, I love it. I'm a big Raptors fan. We had a huge win last night, so the North kind of rings out more and more these days. 
But um, in terms of of you and your character uh, development and how great you turn this in, was it little stepping stones that you took? Was it like, okay, I'm going to add like I'm going to add the leopard to it. I'm going to add the the crazy hair. I'm going to add the handlebar mustache. Was that all little things that were added in time, or did the whole thing just kind of show up in a package one day? No, I mean, it, this is what I've been trying to drive at since I was like seven years old, right? It's just uh, wrestling's given me an avenue where they uh, they accept me wearing that stuff and looking like that. Uh, it's very much just how I want to operate, but I get tired of looking like that in public. People keep staring at me, and that gets exhausting. <laughs> so when you're in public, you kind of tone it down a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I got to be signing autographs, walking through Walmart. You know, I'm just trying to get gummy bears and leave. <laughs> is that your candy of choice, gummy bears? Or is there anything else that you, you really dig on? Oh, anything you can put on discount at Walmart, I'm in. If it's got uh, if it's got candy in it, I'm a big fan of it. Uh, I know it's hard to uh, it's hard to do that and maintain a, the jack physique that I do, but it's all hours in the gym, right? A lot of coffee as well. Got to keep myself primed. So coffee, gummy bears, and a lot of gym, a lot of gym time. And what do you, do you, do you focus on? I mean, I, I saw that the, the chest was stacked and the six pack was there, but are you focusing Clearly. on any, any other areas? Are you, are you squatting more to kind of get the, the glutes in the butt tight? Are you also working on leg day? Everybody's got to have leg day as much as y'all hate it. Oh yeah. You know, you can't skip. I, I got to make sure that my ankles are tight. Uh, I got to flex them pretty strong. It's, uh, it's really where most of the strength comes out of. In terms of taking on some of the guys, because there's there's such a, a level of athleticism out there. You have guys that are bigger, like like a Holden Albright, who's just a beast. He's he commands a lot of the ring, and there's He's a big dude. yeah, and then there's guys like uh, Gabriel who are a little bit more leaner, uh, much mm-hmm. like yourself. But obviously, you have the stronger physique for sure. Uh, obviously, in, in ter- obviously, in terms of um, the bigger guys, do you find them more of a challenge than fighting the guys that are a little bit smaller, say your size? Do you revel in that, or do you? Do you kind of take a little bit more step back and say, okay, you know, I got the stamina to outwork this guy? Oh, I mean, I'm not concerned about my stamina or outworking anybody on the roster. Uh, certainly when somebody's smaller, being able to pick them up, throw them around is a lot of fun. When guys are bigger, like uh, Randy Rain, for instance, at Destiny, Lee Costa, it's very hard to move a big man like that. you got to be coming at him in a lot of ways, and that uh, that can cost me, you know, uh, trying to throw myself full heat at him to try and bring him down to size doesn't always work out the best. Obviously, I won, so that's what's important, but it still takes a bit of a toll on me. So, yeah, to be able to bully people and throw them around, obviously, uh, it's easier. It's more fun for me. All right, so let's fast forward, let's say, two, three years down the road. You've, yep. you've gotten the call from WWE. You're going to headline yep. WrestleMania. Who yep. are you fighting? And are you fighting for the Universal title, or are you fighting for the WWE Championship title? Uh, probably the WWE Championship, just so that it's the classic one. Also, I can customize it myself. Uh, probably going to be wrestling either Hulk Hogan or The Undertaker. Um, if not, Zack Ryder. Uh, so one of those three uh, be a lot of fun. Definitely winning the title. Uh, yeah, five stars. Five stars. Five stars. You know, I would even give that seven stars, 100%. I mean, probably. If I had to guess, I'm being modest. You're, yeah, you're, you're, you're toning it down for me, which I definitely do appreciate. What, uh, what do you think is the biggest draw right now towards wrestling kind of becoming more of a facet and more popular again? Like we had our, the real strong point in the Attitude Era. I mean, everyone and their mother was a wrestling fan back then. And we kind of had a little bit of a nosedive. But now it's kind of creeped back into where, you know, being a fan is, is not only accepted, but it's, it's, it's reveled and, it, and it's cool again. Uh, what do you think was the biggest turning point for that? Honestly, I think it's the internet and social media, just kind of like, you know, SoundCloud did for rappers, you know, a couple of years ago, everybody wanted to be a rapper. 
uh, now the idea of filming yourself, getting uh, footage out onto the internet, it, it's not hard. It's a lot easier for people to do, so it seems like more fun. Uh, and just being a fan, there's more stuff to collect. There's more story to get into. You can uh, you can get rewarded for being a fan more now than you ever could. So it's 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 a fun time to be a part of it. Yeah, and in terms of that, though, there also is the negative to the social media fact where everything is out there. A lot of times there's not really uh, well-kept secrets anymore. Like, let's say if you were to be pulled into a roster and it was supposed to be a surprise, it's really got to be tight-lipped. So it's hard to kind of keep certain things a secret. Is there is there sometimes things you differentiate or you've kept away from to keep your personal life, life personal? Like, I mean, everything's out there, but you try to keep some things private, right? Yeah, you know, I've tried to keep them separated. They uh, it completely blew up my face. This is just, this has just become my life now. More people call me Ricky uh, than anything else, and uh, it's very strange to be referred to as pretty, uh, as if that was my first name. So, uh, just kind of gotten used to that. But you know, I don't know if social media is the cause of that, or just because uh, this is this is how I'm meeting most of the people I meet at this point, and uh, what I'm spending most hours of the day doing. So. It could be one, one could be the other. Either way, it uh, yeah, definitely trying to keep them separated is not something that's possible for me at least in 2019. For sure, yeah, it's it's got to be difficult, especially the grind on the road. Like, I mean, there must be times where you're you're grinding, you're on the road, and you might you, you miss out on, on family time, you miss out on on time with close friends, you miss out on time with a girlfriend or two. How do you try to to fit all that in? Oh, I'm uh, I'm not very good at it. Uh, I try to create the balance as much as possible. Um, try to just figure out where I'm going to be able to serve the most amount of people, uh, at once, but ultimately it, it ends up just kind of blowing up in my face. Uh, I have multiple anxiety attacks, a couple of heart attacks on a fairly regular basis. I'm getting very little sleep. Um, but I am reasonably, reasonably quiet. So I, I am enjoying it. Okay, cool. In, in terms of, um, in terms of kind of things the way they are now and, with social media and stuff like that, is there some stuff that, that kind of reached out on the internet or maybe a match or two that you didn't want shown that was out there. And when you watch it on YouTube, you're like, Oh, it wasn't my best work or it wasn't really something I was that proud of. Is there sometimes you just sit there and you go, man, I, I wish, I wish sometimes indie shows could stay indie shows a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, to some degree, uh, there was a couple of matches from when I was still trying to figure myself out. Uh, I had to do a referee thing once or twice. And, uh, you know, I, I want those pictures scrubbed off the internet. That's uh, not really the same guy anymore. So in, in that sense, yeah. But at the same time, you know, there's stuff that I've put out there that I've tried to get the whole world to see. And reasonably, you know, how many people, maybe 60 to uh, to 150 people actually saw it. So, you know, it's uh, it's all up for debate. You never know what takes off or uh, what gets dug up. And honestly, if I if I ever reach any kind of fame, anything that I've done that's embarrassing, I'm sure will be dug up and put all over uh, – all over front page news. So we'll see. Yeah. It, it, at that point, you just got to be kind of comfortable in your, in your own skin and, and your own ability and, and your, the talent level that you have, which again, you, you have it by the bucket loads. I, I can't get over how great the character is. I, I've been a big fan of it for a long time. And the fact that I'm talking to you right now, I am geeking out a little bit because <laughs> I mean, dude, you're no, seriously. I, I just to see you wrestle twice in such a short, short span back to back and seeing the different stories you tell with the different bodies you really do command a lot of the attention in the ring. Not taking right. anything away from Lee Costa, not taking anything away no. from Gabriel, but you really do command a lot in the ring. And the fact of how much uh, interaction you get from the crowd, whether it be a boo, whether it be a, a laugh, or whether it be a giggle, or whether it be anything, you're getting the reaction. And in wrestling, we know the reaction is is everything. Absolutely, absolutely. So when you're when you're getting those reactions and you're and you're getting the 
the crowd involved, no matter win or lose. I mean, most almost every match you win, but no matter what, win or lose, you know you've you've got it that day. Like, hey, you know, I went in, I did what I was supposed to do, I commanded that audience, and I can walk out knowing that I did a good job. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you know, every time I get in the ring, it's uh, it's uh, it's an application. I'm trying to figure out uh, a job that can pay my bills for the next 50, 60 years, right? I'm looking to wrestle once and have it pay off my health insurance and my kids' university bills. So that's the game plan, but we'll see how it goes, you know? Mm -hmm. In terms of um, certain matches with certain dance parts, whether it be a big guy or a small guy, has there ever been, when you're working out kind of the ins and outs of the match, has there ever been a situation where a wrestler's come to you and said, hey, let's do this? And it was something that might have been a little bit too risky in terms of health or safety. Is there anything you've kind of shied away from and say, listen, I, I, I'm all about doing, you know, all the different things. But this is kind of one thing that I just I, I'm not 100 percent confident that we could execute it safely. Are you ever worried about those kind of things? Yeah, not really. Um, I'll figure it out once I'm in there, I would suppose. Um, I, I understand that when I uh, when I sign up for a wrestling match, that something bizarre is going to happen. And, you know, I, I have to recognize that my opponent knows that I'm going to do a lot of weird stuff in there, too. So they got to be prepared for that. And they got to be prepared for me to, you know, pull a confetti gun out of my trunks at any point. Maybe maybe shoot it in their eyes. If that's what I got to do to win, then I'll do it. You know, uh, the only time that I felt like something went too far is uh, somebody poured water on me as we were wrestling. And, and I'm terrified of that personally, because, you know, if I got to run, if I got to reposition my feet and I slip on that, I lose my kneecap. That puts me out of work. That makes my children not able to eat. You know what I mean? It's not It's not a game for me at that point. Um, so uh, other people have tried to, to break ankles, but you can move your uh, you can move your body out of the way. You know, someone's tried to break my arm once, but again, you can you can out-wrestle, you can roll, you can get your arm out of the way. When it's just water on the floor, that's such a stupid accident, you know, you're just trying to run, and it can, it can slip, and it can end all that quickly. Yeah, I could definitely put you on the shelf for that. Has there ever been a, a uh, not so much a serious injury, but has there ever been an injury that has kind of set you back a little bit? Uh, I've broken a rib or two. Um, my nose puffed up a few times. I don't think it genuinely broke. My shoulder pops out of place every other day. Um, yeah, these, you know, just little stuff, nothing really. Those are more like badges of honor, though, at those little point. Those are, I guess you say that's what you call earning your stripes or, or riding yeah. the rails or paying your dues, right? As long as I can walk next year, everything's fine. Yeah, perfect. In terms of, uh, let's go back to the, the kind of weird stuff in the ring, because I'm interested about this. You did mention the chicken suit match with the other guy dressed like Peter Griffin. Is there ever anything else that kind of sticks out in your mind as, that was a weird one? That definitely was a weird one, but is there ever is there anything else that kind of sticks out in your mind in terms of the matches that you've had that have been like, oh, man, that one was definitely one for the ages? Uh, yeah, one of my favorite matches that I've ever had. I was uh, in a tag team with a guy named Bradford Montague. I only wrestled with him once in that form. Uh, and we wrestled uh, MC Hardbody and Doink the Clown. It was, uh, yeah, no, just a, just a heck of a spectacle. Pies getting thrown all over the place. Won that one, obviously. Um, so, yeah, that was a heck of a match, but just the kind of thing that did not expect getting signed up for, and all of a sudden I'm wrestling Doink the Clown, you know? Yeah, you're, you're wrestling, not so much a legend, but definitely somebody that had a had a moment in the sun for sure. Doink was big. I remember when there were, at the one point there was the staple of the five Doinks. There was a little yeah. doink, the medium sized doink. It was it was quite the showmanship, for sure. Um, in terms of active wrestlers now in the business, I, I know we talked about WrestleMania, Zack Ryder, Undertaker, Hulk Hogan. That's great, but is there anybody else that kind of sticks out in your mind right now in the active roster? Maybe a Seth Rollins or a Kevin Owens or a Kofi Kingston per se, even a Daniel Bryan, if you will. Just mentioning wrestlers off the top of my head, that if you could, you'd love to tangle with those guys. Like I, I could see you. 
and somebody like The Miz having one heck of a wrestling match. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think we'd have a lot of fun that way. Uh, for the most part, I think I'd have fun with any of them. You know, just uh, such caliber of talent to be able to, to apply my craft with and try to figure that out. Uh, you know, high up on the bucket list is going to be Joey Janela. He's, uh, he's real big on the indie scene right now. He's making a lot of waves. He's just got an interesting way of thinking about things. So I'd like to mess around with that. And uh, just for personal reasons, honestly, Santino Morella is, uh, is a big name for me. I would love to get that signed at some point. And I know it'll, uh, it'll take a couple of zeros to get him out and uh, signed up to a show. But I, I think there's a promoter out there who uh, can make a whole lot of money off of him if you decided to put me and him in the ring together. Well, since we're airing, we're airing this idea out on my show, when and if that happens, you'll call me some tickets, right? <laughs> oh, I, I would have to imagine that building will be sold out. I'll, I'll be lucky to be able to get in myself. <laughs> in, uh, in terms of um, your wrestling style, you've kind of got a little bit of everything. You've got the uh, occasionally you can pop out a, a powerhouse kick, a powerhouse punch. You've also got the high flag ability. Is there, um, is there anything in the ring that you're a big fan of? Like, are you more of a fan of the chain wrestling? Are you more of a fan of the slow, technical wrestling, like breaking the body down? Or are you a fan of uh, when there's those points to, if somebody's in a corner, to ground and pound them? What's your, your favorite parts in a match when you are wrestling? Uh, so, typically my psychology when I'm starting off a match is I like to just embarrass and humiliate my opponent as much as possible, uh, trying to, you know, Throw confetti in their face or dye their hair when they're not paying attention, tie their shoes together, something like that. I don't know. Just make them look like an idiot. And then uh, if I feel like, oh, no, they're actually getting kind of close to being able to have some sort of an advantage, at that point, turning the heat up and just kind of throwing anything and everything at them, uh, any kind of diving, exploding, you know, knee, elbow, combo, something like that. Uh, I'm not great with wrestling move names, uh, trying to invent it as I'm in the ring, mostly just throwing people or body parts at each other. Nice. And in terms of uh, a big thing that's kind of taken shape, and I believe you've had a match or two, or you are having one, I think coming up rather uh, soon, intergender. What are your thoughts on the intergender wrestling? Are you a fan of it? Are you kind of on the fence about it? Or are you pro of it? Because especially in the indie scene, there isn't a whole lot of female talent that can wrestle female talent. A lot of times they're wrestling the same girls three or four times before sometimes they have to take a crack at the male roster. So what's your stance on that? You know, I understand that criticism and that uh, there aren't as many female wrestlers, male wrestlers, obviously. But by the same token, there's a lot of female wrestlers out on the, even in the Ontario scene that are, uh, you know, not as well known as they should be and are tremendously, tremendously talented. Uh, that said, I don't have any problem with intergender wrestling. Um, you know, seeing a, seeing a strike thrown at a woman makes me uncomfortable. I, I was raised by a good mother and uh, I, don't, I don't like to see things like that personally. But in terms of actually wrestling, I mean, it's a matter of skill. You know, it's uh, it's like playing checkers with somebody to some degree. So so why not? You know, I, I wouldn't be uncomfortable going through Brazilian jiu jitsu with uh, with a female as long as they were you know competent and capable and uh, excited for the same the same challenge of it. Um, it's a lot of fun. You know, wrestling wrestling is a lot of fun of trying to beat the other person. It's a competition. It's a it's a good time. So to try to take that away from women because, you know, we have this weird divide with gender is, is weird to me. Um, so it makes no sense to me to divide those two and not allow men and women to wrestle each other. As long as everybody's uh, up for it and excited for it, I mean, I don't, I don't see the problem, but that's just me. No, I, I stand by your point uh, 100%. I think that's actually, I think that's very eloquent what you said. And I respect your opinion uh, wholeheartedly because you're in the business, you're in the scene and you're doing it. Uh, in terms of any of the females that are in and around the areas, like, I mean, 
Uh, I know Jody Threat. She's hooked up with Crossbody as well as Hamilton Pro. You've got Alexia Nicole uh, who can tear it up. I've seen her give uh, Holden Albright a Hurricane Rana for fuck's sakes. You know what I mean? So in terms of any of those females out there, is there anybody you'd like to mix it up with? Honestly, it's the two that you said. It's uh, it's Alexia Nicole and Jody Threat. They're they're two of the best right now, uh, especially on the Ontario scene. So to be able to get in there and uh, wrestle around with them will be a lot of fun. I've worked with uh, beautiful Bia. And I've worked with Jules Malone. They're both very talented. I, I believe that's all the women that have wrestled. I could be wrong. Oh, Jesse Mack. Yeah, again, you know, very talented women. Uh, happy to have worked with them. But Jody Threat and Alexia Nicole, they're uh, they're two that I haven't been able to work with yet. Both very talented women. Uh, just tremendous wrestlers, you know, regardless of the men, women divide, whatever. Again, the same thing. They're both just tremendously athletic, charismatic. Uh, uh, so be able to get in there with them. I got a mixed tag team of sorts coming up June 23rd for Greek Town Wrestling. It's going to be uh, the Blue Meanie and Puff teaming up with me and one of the absolute top independent professional wrestling women on the scene today. Uh, so that should be a tremendous, tremendous show. And I would recommend that anybody who's able to make it out to Greek Town Professional Wrestling June 23rd, that is, uh, that is the show to see without a doubt. Two more questions and then we'll wrap it up because I know your schedule is super busy. In terms of um, kind of the mindset backstage when you're, you're gearing up for a match and you're getting ready and you're in the green room and you're waiting for that curtain to open, what's the, because I'm, I'm a big fan of kind of what goes through the mind of the wrestlers right before they get out there and perform. What goes through your mind as you're, as you're right before your music hits and that curtain flares open? What's the kind of last couple thoughts that you have before you get out there and just kill it like you always do? Uh, I want to make sure that my boots are done up tight so that I don't roll an ankle. I want to make sure the promoters paid me. Uh, you know, just make sure that I'm stocked and ready to go, not stiff in any way and not going to break anything when I get out there. You're basically going through the A's and B's of what everybody else goes through. That's awesome. That's great. And the last question that I have for you in terms of um, everything that you've done thus far and everything that you're going to do into the future, um, you are now officially a member of the Straight Talk family, so you're definitely welcome to come back anytime. I uh, would love to have you on the show again six months from now, a year from yeah. now, because I think this I is absolutely you. fantastic. Um, but in terms 100%. of where you're, where you're, where you see yourself in five years, we talked about WrestleMania and stuff like that, but is there any other, any other thing you might want to see yourself doing within five years in terms of personal or professional? Man, five years from now, I would assume that I've already made it on to WrestleMania and I'll be retiring from pro wrestling. Uh, I've made enough money to just kind of rest on my laurels and be able to pay for my children. Uh, from there, I'm going to be running for mayor of Brantford. And I would imagine I'm going to do that as a retirement plan until I'm probably 70 years old. I'm going to move to Bracebridge after that. And I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be the Santa Claus at Santa's Village. And that's going to be how I ride it off into the sunset, dying at probably 86. Wow, you got it all figured out. Well, that's amazing. Pretty Ricky, again, thank you sitting down uh, for me with this candid interview. Once this episode drops, I know it's going to get a lot of plays. And like I said, anytime you want to come back, I'd love to have you. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your uh, Victoria Day long weekend. And um, again, thank you so much for taking the time out today. I really do appreciate it. Right on. Thank you very much for having me. I would love to come back anytime. Just want to say real quick, anyone listening, please follow at ProWilly on Twitter. That's P-R-O-W-I-L-L-D-Y. Thank you very much. All right, Pretty Ricky. Thank you very much. And as always, stay safe. Thank you very much, George. It was a good time. All right, buddy. Thank you so much, man. All right. Well, guys, that was Pretty Ricky, and that was absolutely fantastic interview. So this episode's dropped. This one's in the can. Don't forget about everything that he said. You can follow him on Instagram and on Twitter, and it's Pro Wildy. Uh, absolutely fantastic talent. So honored to be able to sit down and talk with him. 
And as always, I'm your host. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode. That's it for me, guys. Peace. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Catch us every Wednesday at 7.30 on Spreaker, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Also, be sure to follow us on our social media platforms, Facebook and Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, and Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. Wrestling!